Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, agency owner? If you're new here, I've got a free ebook on how to scale your business to multiple six and even seven figures by overcoming your dependency on referrals, doubling your profit per project, and removing yourself as the main bottleneck in your business. All you have to do is DM me the word gift on Facebook at Brent Weaver. That's facebook.com slash Brent Weaver. And I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in business and life. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. Today, we are hanging out with Jason Swank. Jason has literally written the book, for growing an agency from nothing to two eight-figure agencies. He's worked with clients like AT&T, Hitachi, Lotus Cars, uh, and eventually led to selling his agency. He's now kind of gotten a little bit back in the game. We're going to talk to him about his new agency here in a minute. But if you remember, Jason was on the show way back when, episode number 14 here on the Digital Agency Show. So it's been about three years since we've had him on the program. Jason, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me. Glad I wasn't uh, episode 13. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, you were, you, you passed the, uh, what, unlucky 13, but, but we're, you're, you're here. Maybe that's why we got you back, right? Because you, were, you right. were 14, right? Awesome. So dude, you've done a lot for this market industry. Like I think, you know, one thing we kind of both have in common is we've been in this space for a long time. We've, we had our, we had agencies, uh, we've been teaching and, and training other people how to run agencies. Uh, you know, you've, you've impacted thousands of lives in this market. And, uh, you know, just want to thank you for that. I think you've done amazing work in this space. I said it in the intro, but I'd love to talk first about you dipping your toe back into the agency world. I mean, is this something that did you, did you think that you were ever going to own or be actively engaged in an agency from a partner level uh, when you sold your business eight years ago? Well, when I sold, I knew I was going to wait the two years and then get back into owning an agency because that's all I ever knew. But then I was just lucky enough that old competitors kind of showed me this space and I was like, oh, I like this space. <laughs> and then once I saw this space, I'm like, oh, I'll never own an agency. But then, you know, the right opportunity came along where, uh, you know, Thomas, one of our, uh, the business partners and the mastermind behind it was like, hey, this is what we're thinking. Um, you know, we really need your help and, and let's go do this. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's get back into the agency game and, and see what we can do. And, you know, our whole goal now is to grow it to over a $50 million in EBITDA uh, agency and go public and sell it. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a wild ride. <laughs> What's the uh, agency actually called? Do you, do you I mean, at what level do you talk about that business? Republics? Yeah, it's called Republics. So yeah, we're, and we're a Canadian agency. I'm the only token American uh, right now. Well, I guess there's a couple companies that we bought now in the US. So I guess they're, uh, we got some more Americans there. And what's the core offering? Is it is it a specific discipline? Is it kind of full service across the board? Is there a specific market this company is active in? Well, so we've done uh, eight or nine, or I think nine acquisitions in the past 11 months. Um, so, and we're a full service agency now, but we have over a hundred people now. So, you know, it's a little easier to, you know, do that, uh, you know, to do that. And um, 
it's just grown really fast and we don't care what people's markets in, you know, we'll look at an agency that's going really good. Like a lot of people are like, well, are you buying, you know, agencies that are struggling, you know, during this pandemic. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. We're buying agencies that are doing really well. They have to be over a million in EBITDA for us to even consider, you know, having a conversation with them. That's really interesting because those aren't, I mean, it doesn't sound like these are small acquisitions. It's not like you're going out there and finding the mom and pop agency that's, you know, the owners are actively involved in running the business. I mean, these are bigger shops that you're bringing into the, into the core business. What are some of the things that you're looking for besides the over a million in terms of EBITDA? Is it, is it based on, hey, these, these folks are doing video over here or social really well and we're trying to fill that gap? Or how are you making some of those decisions? Yeah, I mean, it's it's around a number of different KPIs, right? So it has to, you know, they first, uh, for, by far anything, it has to, they have to align with our vision of what we believe in and our core values, right? If you put oil and water together, like it doesn't really kind of, you know, work or uh, probably a bad analogy there, but it has to, whatever they believe in and, and the core values have to match up because look, we're going to be with these people for a long time. And, you know, if it doesn't work, you know, it's not all about just putting revenue together. The other thing we're looking at is, is making sure that it is not all owner driven, right? That's where a lot of people struggle, you know, like with me and probably I think going back to your origin story, you know, I think you, what you started high school or, or something, you know, like yeah. that, where we were probably accidental agency owners and we didn't really have that clarity and that vision of where we're going. So we were, you know, I know I was reactive to the market for a number of different years, and I was just the agency owner rather than the agency CEO. And when you become the agency CEO, then you have the right systems in place where it can actually scale and grow without you. And I really remember kind of transitioning to, you know, like five roles, I think, as going from an owner to a CEO. Like one is setting the vision and the direction and communicating it to the team. Um, the other is um, coaching and mentoring your leadership team. And showing them how they can do it, so on and so on, as you build more and more structure to the agency, because it can't just be you, because then it's just a freelance business and it's not worth as much uh, to someone else, even though it's worth a lot to you. And then the third is understanding financials. Fourth is assisting sales. And then the fifth is being the face of the organization, kind of like what Gary Vanderchuk does. When you become, you know, you have this role as the agency CEO, now your business at a place where it needs you for something different, but it can still operate without you, which is always, um, you know, attractive to someone acquiring you. Because I, everyone, listen, I want you, even if you don't ever plan to sell your agency, I want you to have the ability to possibly sell your agency if you want to. Because a lot of times I chat with people and they're like, hey, Jason, I want to sell my agency. And I actually talk them out of it. They're like, well, I thought you guys make money buying agents. I was like, I do. But you got to remember, I've been on both sides. I was like, and I always promised myself I'd be a resource I wish I had when I was running my first agency. And so sometimes I'll look at a particular business and be like, look, you do these couple little things, you'll be four times as much. Or, hey, you're already making a million dollars a year personally, and you're not doing much. Why the heck do you want to sell? <laughs> hey, agency owners, are you currently building, managing, or optimizing WordPress websites and struggling to keep up or becoming the bottleneck? I'm excited to announce Unlimited WP, a white-label team that can help you do more with less. Whether you're building a WordPress website, doing updates, or maintenance and backups, you can assign all those tasks and more to Unlimited WP so you can free your time, make more money, and focus on what's most important. 
Get 25% off your first month by using the code DAS2020 at unlimitedwp.com to start today. Now let's get back to our interview. I mean, I think a lot of people in the agency space, and now that you have some of these acquisitions under your belt, and you are going after some larger agencies, but I, I find that smaller shops a lot of times have a little bit of outsized um, expectations of what their business might be worth. And, and I'm curious, does that, I mean, how much does that carry with it as the businesses get bigger? I mean, you mentioned a million in EBITDA. I imagine that you're probably getting to the, the point where it's, you know, it's harder to devalue a business like that. I mean, I'm sure it's still possible, but like you get that small business, that small agency that's doing a half a million a year or 200K a year, you know, they think, oh, I could sell this business for a million dollars, right? And you kind of look at it and you're like, eh, I don't, you know, nobody's going to pay a million dollars for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there's always some people that would, but then, you know, they're not a very smart buyer. Um, you know, I've seen some crazy deals, so you never know what you're going to get. But, you know, an easy valuation formula that I've seen work in the past three years and even how we actually do it now is anything under a million in EBITDA, which is basically net profit, if you guys don't know, earnings before interest, tax, and amortization. And it basically shows you the efficiency as well as the true profit of the agency after you're paid. And so anything under a million in EBITDA is usually around 2X. So if you're making 200,000 a year, uh, and this is after you pay yourself a good salary, not this (laughs) $10,000 salary. And I know why you guys do that. EBITDA, not growth. And and you you, you say 2X on EBITDA, right? Just to be clear. Yeah. So net earnings after you pay yourself a salary, then it's 2X. So if you're Top line is, you know, 500000 You're paying yourself, you know, let's say you adjust for this, you're paying yourself eighty dollars or $90,000 a year. And then at the end of that, you have $25,000 left. Then you're saying that business would be worth $50,000, which might be 50000 not a great thing for somebody who's running a half a million dollar business thinking their business is worth a million dollars. They're like, oh yeah, 2X revenue, right? Uh, but that might not be the case. Yeah. And, and I see a lot of people struggling with this and it really comes down to really a couple things that you need to do. Like, look at your pricing. Like literally I see people charging way too little and you're charging too little because maybe you don't understand the value that you actually provide to your, your, your prospects. If you don't understand the value you provide, then your clients are not going to understand the value because if you charge more, now you can hire smarter people. Like my goal is always to be the dumbest person in the room with my teams, right? Like I want to be the dumbest person, have all these amazing, smart people. All I do is come up with a vision and then people go execute it, right? Like that's, that's how we've grown so fast in the past or well, not as fast in the past. (laughs) It took us 12 years to grow. (laughs) You know, this time is like, we just surround ourselves with really smart people and we know where we're going. So think about your pricing and you can get there. Now, you might be thinking, well, Jason, if you can get over a million in EBITDA, which is not that hard to do if you price the right and you really narrow down and you position yourself in the right way. If you can get over a million to about 3 million in EBITDA, then it's anywhere from 4 to 5x. So now you're talking, oh, if I can get to a million in EBITDA, I could be possibly worth 5 million, right? Like that's that's a little bit more money than we were talking about like 50,000. And it's, there's a couple little things that you can do. And then if you get over the 3 million in EBITDA to about the 10, 
you know, it goes up to maybe eight X and then, you know, what we're going for, you know, we're going for astronomical numbers, like 20 X on top. So, right. So like if we get to, I think 50 million in EBITDA, you know, it puts our valuation close to a billion dollars. And that's, you know, that's something none of us have ever done, but that's what we're going after. So. Wow. And and why is that million dollars the kind of a magic number? Because I, I always think, you know, a business is worth what somebody is going to pay for it. So is there something that when you hit that number, you all of a sudden get access to a, a different type of buyer for those businesses? Or does it just say, hey, if a business hits this market means that it must have, you know, CEO, it must have a leadership team, it must have these types of systems and processes in place? Yeah, it, it tells you the business is more mature and it's efficient, right? And it's profitable and it's not all reliant on the owner. Like if you're looking at the half million dollar business that's only doing 25,000 in profit, it's all dependent on that owner, right? And, and that's great. Like you just have to think of what is your goals as owner? Do you want to have a lifestyle business? Like there's no right or wrong answer. It's only right answer for you. So if you want to have a lifestyle business that totally depends on you if you grow, but it's not really scalable, right? Like if you grow, it's just, you're just adding revenue, but you have to do more work, which that's never been my favorite. Like I like the scale where like I was telling you before, I was like, I don't want to work a lot, but I want to make a lot more money, right? Like I, I treat it as like a game or do I want to be an incubator agency? Like, do I want to create this agency where it just funds all these other companies like Vanner, Vanner Media is a perfect example. That's an incubator agency that's not designed to make you know profit, but it's designed to build all these amazing other companies. Or third, like kind of like what we're doing at Republics, we're we're building it to sell. Like there is no question. Like when we come to people, we're like, we are going to go public and we're going to sell, and we want to give everybody stupid amounts of money. That's a part of it. Like there's no, like there's nothing else around that. One of my recent guests was a guy named Jeremy Harbour. And we talked a lot about mergers, acquisitions, and exits. And one of the things that he brought to the table with that conversation was, you know, how little cash sometimes you have to have when you are buying businesses. A lot of his deals are straight up no cash deals. They're, uh, they're, they might be for cash flow or future projected cash flow based on certain uh, you know, constraints. Uh, they might be for equity. They might be for, for other things. And, and I don't need to, you to go into details of these you know, nine or so agencies that you guys have rolled up. But I mean, is this something that you had to go out and raise for and then you've been selling this vision and then and then rolling these companies up or are you guys doing some kind of kind of hybrid with how you're structuring the acquisitions yeah i mean i'll tell you exactly how we're doing it um so we do um a loan on it but so let's say we go up to an agency that's a million in ebitda we'll do a valuation four to five uh, x so we'll say all right you're worth five million dollars that's your valuation now are we going to give them five million dollars in cash no but we'll give them half. So we'll give them $2.5 million in cash. And we'll tell them, look, we're, we, if you want to take some chips off the table from the, the uncertainty later on, we'll give you $2.5 million. And then the other half is going to be in equity in uh, republics. And our whole goal is when we hit our goal, that's going to be worth 10 times that. So now that two and a half parlays 10 times into $25 million. So at the end of the day, you get close to 27 million if we're able to hit it. Now, here's the other deal I tell people. 
is there's no guarantee on the backside. So you always got to be happy with what you get on the front side. So if you'd be happy with two and a half million, perfect. Now we also want people to do is stay on with Republics. And we don't even change the name. We don't change the brand. We don't even tell clients this for months and months to make sure that they stay. And it's all about just, you know, two plus two equals 10. And so it has to be a win-win. Like we're not looking to take advantage of anybody. We just go out and be like, look, if you want to take some chips off the table, have the opportunity to be a part of something big and have a, a possibly a huge, amazing exit. Great. You know, let, let's, let's talk and, and then you can be part of the management team and all this kind of stuff. So there's multiple ways to structure it. Now, I've also worked with clients in the past where we've bought agencies for that were actually a lot bigger than them. Like you don't need to bring millions of dollars in cash. Like, you know, we did this through like going through our banker. We did this through uh, government grants. And so there's multiple creative ways in order to do this where you don't have to be like, oh, I saved up a million dollars. No, you need that million dollars as operating capital. Like use the, the loans, create an interest only loan over five years, right? Or, or get some really good deal structures together. The first loan will be kind of right? Because you're trying to prove the model. But then as you do it over and over again, and the banks see this, then you can kind of consolidate all that money and then you build it up. But this is by far, and I'm not telling everybody to do this. I mean, this is, it's a risky, it's a risk like anything and it's a game, but it is by far the fastest way to grow that I've ever seen. I mean, you just look at what it takes to, I mean, I remember early days of even your, your coaching and in, in training business, right? I mean, just the, the process of, and we were there too, right? Building the list and getting your name out there and, and building the authority in the market and, and building that customer base. I mean, I think there are ways through, you know, ads and platforms like Facebook and Google obviously have made customer acquisition a little bit more scalable, but it still takes years to scale through those, you know, organic or even paid means. Uh, I think, you know, somebody that I had seen speak recently, they scaled, you know, to eight figures through paid ads in 18 months, uh, which is super impressive. But like the dollars they were talking about in terms of paying for traffic was like huge. But you guys have actually gone to essentially eight figures in a fraction of that time through acquisition. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and like literally, like as we speak right now, we literally have... 20 million in EBITDA that hopefully will close on in the next couple of months. So like you can see how fast it builds and grows, but you know, it's, but it takes a number of different people plugging in and making sure it all works from integrating everybody. Like, like you're hiring a ton of people and you're leveraging a ton of things. So, you know, this is not a strategy for everyone. Like, I, um, you know, one of the strategies I always tell everybody is like, if you don't grow through acquisition, that's perfect, right? Like create three channels, right? You create an inbound channel that takes a little longer, right? Like, like you've seen, like, and you're talking about with Google ads and that kind of stuff. An outbound channel is one of the fastest ways to grow as well, right? Build a sales team, hire a sales team. I talked with an agency owner that grew to eight figures in under a year, and they did it by hiring a ton of salespeople. So they were at a hundred people. And 50 of them were salespeople. Whoa. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's some serious horsepower on the, the sales side. I mean, it's a, it's a, 
it's a sales machine, right? But that's how you have to look at your agency rather than looking at what are the referrals, you know, coming to me. Now, mm. would I hire 50 salespeople? No, like that's, I think that's, you know, it's a turn and burn stuff, right? But, um, you know, when we were eight figures, you know, we only had three salespeople. So that's a big difference. But looking back, I'm like, maybe if I had 10, right? Like, then we can go after different markets. We can control it a little bit better. So multiple ways to do it. <laughs> hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast. If you're looking for a new CMS that can launch sites in half the time as a typical WordPress build, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more information at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. What's So if somebody is thinking about this for their own business, I mean, you mentioned that you're doing these through loans. The first loan ain't going to be pretty. I mean, is that, yeah, I mean, obviously loans are a way. So if you are a business right now, whether it's through loans or some kind of uh, equity deal or future cash flow, like there is a way if you're thinking, hey man, growing through marketing and sales is just like a really long slog, or maybe you don't have that expertise, you know, that's that's a way for you to do it. I mean, I feel like you're pretty far removed from the work with these companies. Like you're, if, if, if the oh, average, I have no idea what, like, I know the clients we have, but what we're doing for clients, like, and I don't want to know that stuff. <laughs> Nobody's calling you for support. Like, Hey, Hey Jason, no. uh, what's going on with this milestone? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Like, I'd be like, you got the wrong number. Call 411. <laughs> you know, when you look at this as a, as a growth model, I mean, some people I think are really close to the work and they do great work and they get referrals. Some people are more savvy marketers or salespeople, and they're kind of thinking about growing uh, from that perspective. I mean, this essentially is, it sounds like what you're spending most of your time on is more about finding potential acquisition opportunities, evaluating whether they're the right fit, you know, raising money or securing capital on that. And you're, you know, you don't really care necessarily what like the actual work is, as long as there's a cultural match with the company you're acquiring and uh, Republics. Are mm-hmm. there any other factors that you that, that you guys are looking at? I mean, is it team composition? Is it you know profitability, or is it just simply these big picture things? As long as these things line up, we're probably going to go towards a close of a deal. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll look at monthly recurring revenue because everything we're buying, you know, you want that predictability in there. You want to look at, you know, is their churn rate of their clients under ten percent. You know, what's their turn rate of their team and their employees? Are they turning and burning their employees? Or, you know, are they a-holes to their team, <laughs> right? We're looking at net promoter score. We're looking at, you know, cash flow. What's their uh, average contract terms, right? Like what if someone has like three-month contracts, that's we're going to devalue them big time. Or do they have all contractors? We don't mind if you have contractors and you're, you know, I always tell everybody like, building an agency in today's market, like make sure your leadership team and managers and directors are all full-time. And then all the execution could be out, outsourced. Like who cares about that? Like as long as they can follow the process and the SOPs and everything that we actually set out for them, you know, then we can be successful and we can scale up, we can scale down, you know, and then, uh, you know, we're looking at, you know, what type of clients, what markets are they in? So there's so many different factors, but, 
even it's going to tell us, are they efficient and are they profitable? Like that's the starting mark. Like we're, we're not chatting if, if you're not over a million in EBITDA, uh, it just, because when you do deals like this, they're just as much work, even if it was at 200,000 in EBITDA, like there's really no different. It's just more work. So why not do something bigger? It's kind of like, you know, when we start out doing websites, there's not much difference between a hundred K website and a 10 K website. There's just not in a public facing website. And, uh, it just matters on how you position it and how you value, like how, like who are the right people you talk to that would actually value that and could pay that. I remember my PM one time was like, how do you sleep at night charging over a hundred K for a website when it only costs you like 10 K? I'm like, really good. And then I had to <laughs> explain to her, I was like, here's the value that they're getting. It's all about expectation and the value that we're going to go. And so, yeah. You, you can buy a really nice bed with a high thread count. You're, you're all good on that front. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice king or, or whatever it is. <laughs> so if, 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 uh, if an agency owner is out there right now, you know, and this has been super cool, uh, Jason, just to kind of learn from your experience in this, because I think it's a, it's a unique uh, story to tell in the marketplace. I know there are big agencies that are already out there uh, rolling up companies. I mean, this is not necessarily uh, a yeah, new idea, new. <laughs> but it is a new idea in terms of I'm not hearing it a lot in in the agency space, right? I mean, a lot of these things are maybe happening for, for bigger agencies, not so much on the small side. For our listeners, though, I'm curious, if they are an agency, maybe they're hitting this level or not, mm-hmm. and they are looking to potentially get acquired. I mean, any advice you'd give them in terms of how to find like these types of opportunities, just kind of put the word out or are you, are there some channels or spaces that you guys are going to? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put the word out like, <laughs> because you're going to lose your clients. Remember like when we buy someone, we're not telling anybody for like six, eight months and we're going to be like, Oh, how's service? Oh man, it's amazing. Oh great. We were sold like eight months ago. <laughs> mm. Right. Cause, cause a lot of times when people buy, like I know when I've been using particular, you know, technologies and, and I've, they've gotten bought over the years. I'm like, Oh crap, here goes the service. Like I need to, I need to start looking for, you know, new service to go use. And that's how a lot of people are. Um, if you are, um, wanting to sell, you know, if you go, go to my website, I, I basically keep a whole directory internal, like no one can see it. So I'll play matchmaker for them. So if you go to jasonswank.com slash sell agency, there's a brief little form that you can go. And then if I think I have a match for you, or if you're right for, you know, our agency to buy you, then I'll send you an email and we'll have a conversation and then uh, we'll see, see if we can send you a big, big check, but if, or <laughs> see if I can talk you out of it. I, you know, so, so, so I think what I heard from you is I fill out the form and then Jason Swank is going to mail me a big check. That's exactly how that process works, right? <laughs> yeah. The, yeah there, there's, there's no guarantee of that one, but w- whatever it is, the guarantee is, is like, I'll look at it myself. And if we have a good opportunity for you, I'll, I'll let you know, uh, regardless if I can help you out or not. So That's awesome. So, so you guys are looking to scale this thing to a big exit. What's your uh, kind of final question here? What's your, your timeline? I mean, have you guys set kind of a, uh, I know you mentioned a lot about kind of vision. Is this like a, something you're trying to do over the next three years, five years, okay, two or three, three years. years, under three years. This is awesome, man. Yeah. I, 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 uh, this has been this has been a lot of fun talking about this. I'm excited for you. It sounds like you guys have some really cool momentum with this already. 
uh, you seem like you're passionate and this is igniting you. So that's, that's super cool. So thanks for sharing the story with our listeners and, uh, being willing to kind of pull back the curtain on what it's like to scale past eight figures, uh, EBITDA with a roll up in just a few months. And just remember everybody, just, just keep at it, raise your prices, create the right systems, and you'll get to wherever you guys are wanting to go, but you need to know where you want to go. <laughs> And it's been a while since we've had you on the show, but we do a lightning round and we will be comparing your answers to where you're at three years ago. Oh, just so you sweet. Know. Okay. Uh, That'd be great. In, 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 in the, uh, the, the post. So, um, so yeah, what, uh, are you ready for the lightning round? Go for it. What is the best advice you've ever received? Raise your prices. <laughs> Speaking of. I know that's different. I, I, <laughs> I know that's different, but... <laughs> Uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Probably my ADHD. Like I just have extreme focus on things I have passion for. So can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners will find valuable? I like, um, Seth Godin's podcast. And besides your own, what book would you recommend and why? (laughs) I know my answer is the same on this one. I don't read books, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't recommend. Well, actually, I did listen to uh, Giftology and thought that was great, as well as Talk Triggers by Jay Bear. I actually have this right in front of me. <laughs> there you go. So you at least you have books. So you could maybe, you know, well, uh, people send can... me books and like, but Jay's actually walked me through the concept. So I know the concept. I know the book is really good because he does really amazing stuff. Very cool. Well, for our listeners out there, if you're on the road or on a run or like me on your bike, check out our show notes, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this week of, you're going to see Jason's picture right up there at the top and we'll organize all these good tools and takeaways for you on that page. We'll have you a link out to Seth Godin's podcast, Giftology, Talk Triggers, as well as jasonswank.com slash sell agency. And if you aren't already following Jason, we'll organize all the social media profiles and you can um, subscribe to all of this stuff. Check out his website. So many great resources on your website. Your YouTube channel is absolutely fantastic. So uh, like I said earlier in the show, you've done so much for the agency market. Thanks for all you've done. And also Jason, thanks for stopping by this program. How else can our audience find out about you? Is there anything specific you have they can check out? Uh, just check out the website, jasonswank.com. It's spelled S-W-E-N-K and just go there and listen to the episodes and the videos and all the free stuff we give out. So Awesome. We'll make sure that link is on that show notes as well, eagerus.com slash podcast. Thanks again, Jason, for stopping by the program today. Thanks, man. And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And remember, if you want that free ebook on how to scale to multiple six and seven figures, all you got to do is DM me on Facebook the word gift at Brent Weaver, and I'll send you your guide on how to achieve freedom in your business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Brent Weaver.